This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TGIF, everybody. Hope you are looking forward to a fantastic weekend. We're glad you're starting it with us here on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That's Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, Jen. Good morning. Allow me. Oh, to be the first to wish Michael Jeffrey Jordan a happy 60th birthday. Way to go. You should have had those bronze. Huh? It's Some bronze? The new bronze. Blasphemous? The new bronze. Yeah, the 20th anniversary bronze, the low. I'm retro. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Well, guys, why don't we start right there yeah. again today? Happy birthday, MJ, 60 years old. His airness made his big splash in the NBA in the dunk contest. And from there, he went on to win 10 scoring titles, six championships. Post-playing career, MJ has become even more of an icon with the global reach of, of course, his Jordan brand, which I'm going to bet you're wearing right now, Skip. How would you define Michael Jordan's impact? Let's start with you. Shannon Sharp, we've talked hours and hours and hours on this show about Michael Jordan. Yes. As he compares to LeBron James. Mm -hmm. And I have said a thousand and one times on this show that Michael Jordan is the rarest athlete I've ever encountered Mm -hmm. or closely observed. So here's the point today, as Jen just mentioned. When most ex-superstars turn 60 years of age, their fame is almost always fading. Yes. And Michael Jordan... Or faded. Faded. It's gone. (laughs) It can be gone. Michael Jordan, at 60 to me, correct me if I'm wrong, is bigger than ever. Yeah. He's even larger and larger than life because his legend somehow continues to grow. And I would like to thank LeBron James and you, LaShannon Sharp, (laughs) because I do believe that the Michael versus LeBron goat debate actually keeps Michael's name more relevant than ever because we, we talk about him, it seems like, every day on this show. So as Jen pointed out, his sneaker line is hotter and hotter than ever with retros dropping, it seems like, every other day. Yes. And you love them. You love your LeBrons, but you, but you love these, and I live for them. And so the point is, he first wore the ones I just displayed, the ones in his rookie year. How many rookies have a shoe deal? I'll get to that in one second. But he wore them in 1984. Mm-hmm. We're almost 40 years later, and the legend grows. Right. So would you believe that about six weeks from today, a new movie is going to open called Air? Rarest Air, but it's Air, and it's about how Nike changed history by fighting to recruit Michael away from Adidas because he wanted to sign with Adidas. And this movie is going to star Ben Affleck as Phil Knight, the CEO and Mm -hmm. impresario of Nike, and Matt Damon as Sonny Vaccaro, who was the sort of the Nike recruiter who brought him to Nike and and went and knocked on the door of Michael's mother to say, hey, you need to do this. And Viola Davis, the great Viola Davis is going to play Mrs. Jordan, (laughs) Michael's mother. So it's still happening. And Michael's timing has always been, to me, the rarest because it's magical because what happened when the pandemic hit? And, and we're all locked inside yeah. and we needed something to take us away from 
the relentless sort of horror of the pandemic right. and right on schedule. Everybody had cabin fever. so Cabin fever. <laughs> and what happened? Here came, wait a second, the last dance? Oh, the la- oh yeah, yes. we're interested in yes. that. And it became to me even bigger than Tiger King was. And I, I don't know if you watched <laughs> yeah, Tiger King. I do King, remember but, Tiger King, okay, yes, but absolutely. But that, that became its rival. And what was it about? It was really going behind the scenes with Michael Jordan in his final year in Chicago. Right. And he even prefaced it by saying, I, I'm not sure people are going to love me for this. Right. And <laughs> he, knew, he knew. He knew because you jumped all over it. We got to see the real Michael yes. Jordan, yes. the one I covered in 1998 in right. Chicago as the lead columnist of the Chicago Tribune. Not a nice guy yeah. behind the scenes. Not, not, to, not to be like Mike guy no, <laughs> that was advertised. No. He's a ruthless cold-blooded, relentless yes, basketball killer. Yes. And he drove his teammates nearly over the edge, but he drove them to championships. He did. Different ways to do it. Yeah. LeBron chooses another direction. Yes. LeBron's a really nice guy. Sometimes I argue he's almost too nice of a guy. Right. And yet, somehow, Michael's legend grew. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I reflect back on his career and I say, right on time, He's a freshman at the school that you were the biggest fan of, North Carolina. And I was there in 1982 in New Orleans. I was courtside, and it was the greatest collection of of college basketball talent I'd ever seen on one floor. Carolina versus Georgetown. And who hits the game winner? The kid made it. And at that point, he was Mike Jordan, and he became, after that night, what he was, right. Michael Jordan. Yeah, you had two number one overall draft picks, Patrick Ewing and James Worthy. Ugh. I think Jordan went third overall. I think Sam Perkins went Ugh. top five. <laughs> they, were, they were loaded. You had Sleepy, Sleepy Floyd. Sleepy yeah. Floyd was in that a draft. very good yeah. NBA scorer. And everything seemed right on time all the way up to the 87 dunk contest when Michael was the first one to take off from the free throw line. Now it's just sort of commonplace, but he took off. And, and it became that, that flying pose where it looked yeah, like it, he was, it was literally it, it was flying. A, it was pose, Skip, because if you remember, I think it might have been 77. Um, Dr. J took off from the free throw line. But somehow but it, it didn't but, capture the imagination but it, it was like Jordan this. Jordan, he took off because he had the ball like this, and it was almost like he was flying. He was flying. And right on time came, do you remember, you're, you're certainly old enough to remember this, the Mars Blackman yeah, Nike ad. it's got to be the shoes. It's, it's Spike, Spike Lee. Lee, and he's kind of sitting on Michael's shoulder like a little spirit, you know, <laughs> and money, it's, it's got to be the shoes. Well, well, it is. It's got to be the shoes. And right. it was the perfect branding of what became Jordan Brand yes. because kids started thinking, if I buy those sneakers, I can fly. Yes. Right? Yes. And all of a sudden, that even took off. And then here came, it was, what was it, 96. Michael was the first to me, the first superstar athlete to break completely out, to cross completely over, and to star in his own Disney movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cartoon movie, right. as yeah. you know. It's yeah. Space Jam. A lot of CG yeah. because he's in there with, <laughs> in there. with animation. But, but it, was, it was revolutionary. Yes. So here he, did, he went again. He's, right. he's crossing over, breaking through, right on time. I'd never seen anything like that. I, I actually really liked it. Right. We went back and forth about LeBron. He, he pulled his off, mm-hmm. okay? But the, the actors that I knew up to that point who'd been ex-athletes were Jim Brown, who, who had some, some pretty big roles. Yeah, he the was, Dirty Dozen. He was pretty yeah, great. Absolutely. 100 Rifles. I yeah. love that. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. But the point was that, and even O.J. Simpson, I know he's known for other things, but, but he was pretty great as an actor. Yeah. He, could, he could hold his own. Yeah. But, he was the first uh, athlete, Skip, the uh, black athlete to have commercial success. Yeah. I mean, with the Hurts and the o- the orange juice. It, it, for those old enough to remember, oh, what a force O.J. Was, was before that happened. That, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Michael, he just transcended all of all that, that with this. Yes. And then, obviously... He goes to six finals and he wins all six and he's got six MVPs and he's got the walk-off moment mm-hmm. at Utah in game six. It's like you couldn't script it better. So this is just me. In my life and times, the many years I've been closely observing sports and loving sports with all my heart and soul, for me, this is just my side of the table, there have been three transcendent figures in sports who 
on rare competitive drive rose above all the rest. And there are many, many great ones, including LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. I can go on. But for me, it was Ali. Okay. Then it was Jordan. Mm -hmm. And now it's Tiger. And listen, what Tiger Woods did yesterday, birding the last three holes, I know a lot of people don't love golf, but, but at Riviera, having not played a second of competitive golf after nearly killing himself in a car wreck two years ago right here after this tournament, to go out there and compete with Rory McIlroy Just and Justin Thomas in that grouping and, and to birdie the last three holes to, to climb back into contention at minus two. It was just extraordinary because it's just who he is. Mm -hmm. It's who he's always been. It's rare, rare air that the, all those yeah. three were in. But for me, this is just me, maybe because I had the privilege and honor of getting to know him in Chicago and being around him a little bit. Not the nicest guy. I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, not LeBron off the court. Right. Didn't care about the off the court impact. He is the most supreme. He rises above even Ali and Tiger as the greatest competitor ever and the rarest athlete ever. And again, I'm dumbfounded that he has just turned 60 years of age and he is still more relevant than ever. Yeah, he is. I think the thing for me, Skip, is that <laughs> uh, I, I'm listening and I can't disagree with anything that you said. But if you notice what you said, you said he won six championships and you said he won these many MVPs and he did this and he did that. That was the last thing that you mentioned. Because I believe he's most known for the shoe. <laughs> okay. It became a cultural phenomenon. Obviously, the championships drove the popularity yes. of the shoes, but go ahead. But Skip, yeah. it, was, it was the colorway. Normally, mm -hmm. you got a black shoe, you got a white shoe. Okay. But you didn't have the combination. No. And then the way he played, you, you, you're absolutely right. He was almost like he was levitating. He was flying through the air. He, what his shoe did, it was okay. You see people wear sneakers with tuxedos. That was black. You better not come in here with a suit and some sneakers on. He did that. He did that. He did. He that. made it okay because the shoe, the Concord, the black and the white skip, and the cool grays and the colorways that he put together, it was just like you had to have that shoe. You were not a kid or cool kid. And my mom moved heaven and earth to get me that shoe. A $65 sneaker? What did you get first? The twos were the first one that I got. That's still my foot. Look, they're, they're, it's not the most popular, but yeah. it's still my favorite because my mom ended up waiting first. in line to get it. Okay. Um, $65, and then it went up to, to $100 for a sneaker, <laughs> and now they're two twenty-five. But, Skip, you look at what they sold. They was hoping to sell 100,000 pair the first year. They sold 450,000 the first month. At the time when Jordan, Skip, you know, Adidas and Cons, dominated the market in the shoe market, in the basketball market. Absolutely. Because Dr. J wore the cons, and so did Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson and, and Larry Bird had the weapons. Yeah. And a lot of the big time, Isaiah Thomas, all of the big time, the they most, did. they had uh, um, Converse. They did. When he came out with that shoe, it was like the great migration. Everybody wanted Nike. And he changed it. Skip, you're right. He is... I believe he's most known for the shoe because the shoe, everybody, everybody wasn't playing basketball like they do now, but they wanted that shoe. And if you got that shoe, you were it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't no one tell you anything. So I believe the reason why he's had permanence, longevity, sustainability is because of that shoe, Skip. Mm -hmm. Skip, the man hadn't played basketball in 20 damn years. <laughs> and he still has the number one shoe. Skip, you remember when athletes retired, they might have a shoe. But when they retired, ain't nobody making no more shoes for them. They still make Jordan. It's still the number one shoe. And the man hadn't played basketball in 20-something years, Skip. How do you explain that? You can't. It's him. And nobody's ever, nobody is ever going to, I don't believe anybody can surpass what he's done with the shoe. You, you, you just can't, Skip. He's, he was first. And you, like you said, they, they retro. It's not like they're coming out with new Jordan. They're just retroing the old ones. Mm -hmm. He, I, Skip, it's never. I don't believe an athlete. I don't believe an athlete, a, a North American athlete. Now you might say uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. Some of those soccer guys rival him in popularity. Yeah. But I don't believe you'll find another North American athlete that will eclipse, surpass, or come close to what Michael Jordan was or is. Thank you.
So my history with Jordans, I wear them every day on the show, mm -hmm. but I'm old enough to remember when there was no choice but Converse All-Stars. Chuck, Chuck Taylors. Taylors. <laughs> That's all you had. But you was getting, when, you were clean. When Man, I was you get some crease jeans, okay. a white, uh, the, 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 the high top or the lows. But they came in different colors, Skip. You had but the white. I, but I'm talking about playing. Yeah, you, playing that's white. That's all you had was you had the white ones or you the had the black, black ones. ones. And that yeah. was all you. Yeah. You didn't have the red ones no, or the green, green ones. The now blue. you got those. You yeah. Did. Okay. And then all of a sudden, we graduated into Adidas superstars. And yeah. they're low cut. And I had several pair of those because yeah. it was the hottest thing. Yeah, the Kareem, newest thing Kareem, on the wore, Kareem wore top he 10 did. Adidas. He was the Adidas okay. guy. All right. And then all of a sudden, the ones hit in 84. And it took off. Mm -hmm. But when I actually tried to play basketball in the ones which I'm wearing as right. we speak, they just tore my feet. Yeah, to pieces. they did. They, they, I don't and, know and how he, he tried did to it. bring them back at, at one point and play in them. And his feet are all bleeding. He tried to wear them at the garden when, yeah. when he, right? And his, <laughs> yeah. his last, what he thought was going to be his last appearance in the garden in 98. Yes. Okay. And they just ripped his feet. They're actually not made to play basketball no, in. I don't no. even get it. Right. But they're made to walk around in yes. because they look good. Right. And I've tried to play in several. Some of them work and some of them don't. Right. They're not really made to play basketball right. in, though I'm sure a lot of kids have. And then Skip, what they found out, they started doing it. They started out making shoes, especially for Michael Jordan. The shoe that was for Michael Jordan to play in wasn't the shoe that they sold in the store. So he had orthotics and he had a special, you know, he had special contraptions because he was going to be playing. These, and now, Skip, most of the time, they don't play basketball in Jordans. They walk around in Jordans. <laughs> That, that, that's an attire. That's for you to go out to a nice event or you go to a basketball game or, Skip, you go to a function. People are not really not buying Air Jordans to play in there. They're not. So I do want to compliment LeBron James once again on all the work he's done off the court. Social, racial, justice, commentary, risking his endorsements yeah. to take stands that might not be quite up there with Ali no. or Bill Russell right. because he didn't have to endure the racism those two right. had to right. do right. as they were right. breaking through. Right. But still, it took guts, it took courage, it took wisdom. When he speaks, I listen. Right. And Michael just chose, he, he was almost adamant about it. I, I don't do that. Right. I, I'm just an athlete. I'm a really great athlete. I think I'm the greatest ever. Mm -hmm. But... I don't have any interest in speaking about those right. issues. Right. And there was the classic quote, and I'm not sure whether he actually said it or not, that Republicans. He, he, he might have yeah. said it, Skip, but it might have been tongue in cheek. I think it was on a bus, yeah. you know, back and forth, right. as you know, like locker room repartee. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Hey, Republicans buy sneakers, too. Right. Okay. So in the biggest picture, he chose not to take that path, mm -hmm. but it hasn't derailed him. No. It hasn't wrecked him. But over the, la over the last 10 years, Skip, you see he just made a $10 million donation to Make-A-Wish Foundation. He just did. Uh, he's, put, he's given five, he $10 million to other uh, charities. It's a very good point. And so I, I think the thing is, I, I, I'm a firm believer, Skip, it's never too late to do the right thing. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he could have done this so much. And they find, you well, that's just tax write-off. Well, you're not giving anything. You can get a tax write-off, too, if you donate some money. So stop trying to criticize someone for doing the right thing because he could have done nothing, yep. but he chose to do something. It might not be to the magnitude of what you like, yep. but at some point in time, you just got to say, you know what? Kudos. Thank you, Michael. And because we've seen him do this over the last several years, give sums of money to worthy charities and, and, and try to uh, uh, make it better for a lot of different people. So, but Skip... We know the acrobatics and the, the tongue hanging out yep. and the flying through the air. It's the shoe money. It's got to be the shoe. It's got to be the shoe, Skip. Would you agree with me? Because you've said you've walked into rooms with him. Yes. And it almost feels like he levitates yes. in the room. Yes. I'm talking about in a suit, you yes. know, not in a basketball yes. uniform. Skip, ask anybody that's ever been around him for the first time. Ask Shaq. Ask anybody that's ever been around Michael Jordan. I'm talking about the biggest. And Skip, I've been around some, you know, I've met Oprah. I've met Denzel. met Samuel Jackson. I've met some big-time entertainers. Uh, Hove, uh, yep. Drake. Yeah. This man here. Like I said, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable talking about it because I, I can imagine in uh, biblical times what it was to see the man walk, walk that could walk on water. I can just imagine. I'm not saying he's that, and I don't no. want to be blasphemous or no, sacrilegious, I, I but still, it does seem like this man is levitating. He doesn't seem real. 
He is the closest thing to superhuman <clears throat> I've ever encountered yes. in human life. Yes. He had a quality, has a quality about him that was so rare that I felt like I'd never been in anybody's force field like that before. Right. And that force field transferred to the basketball court to where just the way Tiger dominated golf, where, where people were afraid of him. Right. His competitors right. cowered when they looked up on the leaderboard and saw the red numbers start going up for Tiger Woods. Same for this man, especially in the second three-peat. It got to the point when he stepped on the floor, they just felt defeated. Right. Because right. this man can levitate on the basketball yes. court. He, he will do things that no one's ever done right. before. And I told you in that year I had of covering the Bulls in 98, the last dance season, every night I went to the United Center when they played a home game, the house that Michael built, he would do one thing a night where I'd say, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Mm -hmm. That's just who he was. Right. Cold-blooded basketball assassin of the highest order. Right. And then he walks it off by stealing the ball from Carl Malone in a game six <clears throat> that Scotty was both sick and injured in. And he scored <laughs> more than half of their points yeah. that night at Utah in right. game six. And remember, yeah, 45 or then yeah, 88 or something. Yeah. yeah. And no, it was less than 88, I think. But, but he had 45. <laughs> and game seven was scheduled for Utah. Right. So they were going to have to turn right around in two nights and play a game seven, maybe without Scotty Pippen at all. Right. And he said, no, I, I got this. And right. he dribbles the ball up the floor, and he gets away with a little push-off, which was more legal then than it might be now. Let me ask you this, Skip. You're old enough to remember the Beatles, and you say that's your favorite group. Yep. I, I know I, the Rolling Stones are right there, but okay. go ahead. I'll, so, I'll give you the Beatles. Yep. I guess Michael Jackson in his prime when he toured, and people would faint just to see him or his mere presence, okay, or, the, I, or the Beatles. I also got to see Michael Jackson in concert, but go ahead. And I saw Prince three times in concert, but go I ahead. I guess Michael has to be that. If you saw Michael Jackson in his I prime. Did. I did. I guess that's what you felt. Or you saw the Beatles when they were touring, and, and now for you, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't old enough to actually see the Beatles in but, concert, but I've seen the. But, I saw him on Ed Sullivan yeah, that night I, when they broke the record. I guess that's something that's yeah, comparable it is. when you see Michael Jordan. I would agree. It, it, I'll give you Michael Jackson because at his apex, at his epitome, thriller, it, 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 yeah. he transcended yeah. life. People, people would faint yeah. just in his yeah, mere presence. That, that is correct. That's, a, that's the best comparison that you've made. He's right there in that realm. Right. And... Was Tyson was Tyson in the arc? No, not to me. Just on sheer intimidation and force. Because Hove had the song, Mike Jackson, Mike Jordan, Mike Tyson. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? So those so the, the just the phenomenon that was Tyson when when you couldn't even get to the middle of the ring before he knocked you out. Right. Hitting that apex when he knocked out um Michael Spinks. Yeah. 91, 90 seconds, 91 seconds. Yeah. But, but then he couldn't sustain. Right. And it's, it's almost Shaq-like where he didn't keep himself in, in good enough shape. He, yeah. he just didn't, he, he couldn't continue, but Michael continued. And again, I've never seen anything like him. I don't think we'll ever see anything like him. You know him what? I, I don't think we will either. So happy birthday, Michael Jordan, and congratulations. This You're still hot. He still is. He's going to always be hot. <laughs> as long as they make those shoes. Hope yeah. it is a fantastic celebratory weekend, MJ. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down 
on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. LeBron selected to the All-Star game for the 19th time in his career, tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most ever. Once LeBron takes the court, he'll set the record for the most All-Star games actually played, though, since Kareem did miss one that he was selected to. Shannon, I can only imagine how impressive you think this is for LeBron. Put it into some perspective for us. Well, Skip, <laughs> and he's undefeated, in the, and since they went to the format, Skip, the top boat getters get to select a team. He's 5-0 oh in that role. Played versus starter. Skip, this is not like, you know, uh, um, um, the Pro Bowl where you get selected and sometimes the starter doesn't even go. Skip, do you realize that Brady has the most selections for a Pro Bowler in NFL history, but he's only set foot in the game twice? <laughs> he's selected 15 times. <laughs> He's only actually been in the game twice. That's why there's no more problems. <laughs> you you, you right. could be right, Skip, because you get the 17th and 18th alternate going in place. Yep. And Skip, there are no walk-offs in the Pro Bowl. Mm. LeBron hit a walk-off shot. He so, did. So, it's still, Skip, it still feels like the game of basketball, although they're not playing lockdown defense until it, until it gets close. I agree. But, Skip, I mean, LeBron, I mean, but past Kareem, Kareem played in 19. Skip, you remember in the 77 season, Open the night, Kent Benson elbowed him. Kareem docked. Mm-hmm. He missed the first 20 games. Broke his hand. And yep. it used to be the fans select, fan selected the starters. And they said, well, you know what, Kareem? You only played 24 games. We can't put you in the game. That was and it. that's why he doesn't have 20 consecutives. Mm-hmm. Um, in 88, his last year, he was, a, he was an injury replacement. LeBron has started 19 straight All-Star games. He has. Skip, I don't think there's at any point in time someone said, man, LeBron ain't deserved to make it. No. Skip, you know, you get that a lot of time. Well, he shouldn't start, but man, such and such should have started. I don't think if LeBron 19 starts, I don't think that you can go back and say, Skip, somebody should have started on LeBron, man. You, man, you ain't. Hey, LeBron, hey, LeBron, my dog, man, but he ain't deserved to start this one. I don't think we can have that argument. Um, and, and so for him to be selected 19 times and to still him still be playing at that level, it just goes to show you, the players still hold him in very high regard. Obviously, Skip, the fans, the fan, look, he's still the face of the NBA. He I is. know there are a lot of up-and-comers, and, you know, Steph, and, and Steph is amazing, and Giannis, and Ja, and all these guys, but Skip, it's still LeBron. Yeah. And the votes indicate that because he was clear of everybody when it came to voting for the All-Star game. So for me, Skip, it, it's just an unbelievable accomplishment. And, yes, he's 20 years in with 19 starts, but there have been a lot of guys that's played that doesn't make it every single year. Yep. And I don't think we can ever, we've had the discussion about LeBron not deserving to be in the All-Star game no. or deserving to start. So this is, <clears throat> this is amazing that he's been selected this many times and he shows up every single year. He does. I give you all of the above. And to quote the Kansas City Chiefs, he ain't done yet. <laughs> Seriously, he ain't done yet. Yeah. If he played five more years, pretty much at this level, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't be shocked. The Ringer just came out with the top 100 ranking. I think you probably saw it last Mm -hmm. night. And LeBron was eighth on the list. So he's in the top 10. And you're 20. And I thought about it. I got no quarrel with it at all. In fact, I, I tried to argue myself into, does he deserve to be a little higher on the list? We could just nitpick all day long (laughs) about that. But the point is, LeBron James at age 38, is he's a top 10 player. Yes. So does he deserve? Yeah, he deserves all of the above. <laughs> could he do this again next year? I assume he yeah, could. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All of a sudden, 38 is the new 28. 
because he made it the new 28 because he took care of himself in ways nobody's ever taken care of himself this long. You have to know nutrition. You have to know fitness levels. You have to do what it takes, and uh-huh. it only gets harder and harder. It does. Each year, it gets more and more right. and more. you got to be more and more dedicated to the process of staying, quote-unquote, young. You either eat less or work out harder, and what, sometimes whatever. it takes both. Sometimes it takes both. So the point is, this is not a GOAT debate, but, but just to frame this, and, and this is, I'm, I'm complimenting LeBron on this. On regular season minutes played, LeBron has played now 13,000 more minutes than Michael played. Mm-hmm. 13,000 more minutes than Michael Jordan played? Yeah. And he, that's including his two ceremonial years when he probably shouldn't have been out there because he's on the, you know what he's on, the, the <laughs> cigars and the you know what. Yeah. And he's sipping and he's puffing and he's out there and he's kind of huffing and puffing going up and down the court. And he averaged 20 and six rebounds. Credible. Not it's bad. Not, not, not bad. But they go 37 and 45 two straight years and miss the playoffs. Right. He did it on a lark. He loved the Wizards owner, and he wanted to sort of play GM a little bit and be be the coach, sort of the player coach of the team. And he got his, his good buddy Doug, Doug Collins, Collins to be the actual official coach. Okay, so I'm counting those in the minutes, and LeBron has played 13,000 more regular season mm-hmm. minutes. LeBron has now played, and I, I hope they make the playoffs this year, so it's and counting, but – he has now played 3,500 more playoff minutes than Michael played. Mm-hmm. 3,500. So if we just do total minutes, it's 16,500 more minutes than Jordan played. Right. Well, it's, it's extraordinary. And obviously, that, that helped in the longevity achievement of becoming the all-time greatest scorer. Yes. But it's also an achievement that LeBron has played the greatest the longest. He right. just has. Yes. That's what he's done. He's yes. played the greatest the longest. Yes. I, if I do quality of work, I, I'm going to give Jordan the edge. Okay. But, but if I do quantity, it ain't even close. Yes, yes, nobody's Be, close to this. But, but nobody is close. Kareem wasn't close because Kareem was a fading star <laughs> yes. in his last, what, three years? Yeah. Okay, so it, – it, it's staggering. He he has reinvented. He has broken the mold, shattered the mold. I, how I, you do this? No, nah, well, one year Kareem. I think Kareem was Finals MVP. Was that eighty? Was it eighty five or eighty seven? I can't remember which year he was the Finals MVP. He was Finals MVP. He yeah. was Finals MVP one okay. year, but yeah. it was late in his career. Skip. I think right. it was like thirty. Yeah, but I just look at the numbers, and they dwindled but, yeah, the last yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip, I think he averaged 10 points a game in his final yeah. season in 88. Okay. Right. But they won the, cha- they won the championship. I, I don't see LeBron James playing a year in which he averages 10 points. I don't I either. could be wrong. No, I don't either. It, it could be for Bronny's sake or maybe even Bryce's Bryce. sake. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either, Skip. I don't see him playing. I, I think it's hard for him. I think it's going hard for him to play if he's not the least first or second best player on the team, let alone third or fourth best. Yeah. So Tiger Woods said the other day, I will not be a ceremonial golfer. I don't want to keep going to the Masters and hit the opening tee shot (laughs) the way Jack Jack did. Yeah, yeah, Gary Player. No, as as Tiger said, it's not in my DNA. Nope. Tiger went out yesterday head-to-head with Rory and Justin Thomas, and he competed at their level. Right. He was hitting drives past Justin Thomas and ribbing him, needling him yeah. about it. Hand him and a I'm little saying, something. Yeah, he handed him <laughs> like a power bar. Like, you need this, right? Because his swing speed at, what is he, 47, it, it's still off the charts. Right. It's, it's up there with, with the biggest bombers on the tour. Yeah. And those two guys are. The, the point is, he, he came to, to the Genesis, it's the old L.A. Open. Oh, yeah. It was the tournament he first played in at age 17. He came out there to win the golf tournament. Right, that's what he said. Okay, so that, that's who he is, and that's who LeBron is. So w- when is LeBron going to turn ceremonial? Like, as you right. said, nobody has any quibble or quarrel with him yeah. s- starting the All-Star yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Well, at some point, Father Time will tap him on right. the shoulder. Father Time tapped Brady on the shoulder right. at 45 years right. of age. Well, at some point, I don't know when it's going to be, but at some point he's going to have to make the call. Do I want to start the All-Star game when I know for a fact I don't really deserve to start well, the All-Star I, game? I, I think that, that the thing is, Skip, is that when he's not named the starter okay, and then 
or the players don't select him, and then the commissioner intervenes and says, okay, That's what this, will pro- happen. this is probably yeah. your last time. Yeah. Kind of like uh, uh, I think D-Wade, that happened to it D-Wade did. his last year. Maybe Melo. I don't, I'm not sure, but I think D-Wade. And, that's, and I think that's when LeBron say, you know what? I'm not LeBron James anymore. I'm not the king. This is my last Okay. One. Then it, at some point that will happen, mm-hmm. but I don't even see the end in sight. No, I, no, no, I can't no, even no. say uh, next year could be the last one. I'm not seeing it right, right. now. So his longevity only continues. Right. It's, it's only going to grow because – he knows how to stiff arm Father Time. Yeah. And, and he's doing the right things to do it. At some point, he might get tired. You got a little tired of doing it all. Right. You know, like, how my body's just wearing out right. here. Well, if, if that happens, but I don't think he's going to get tired of the process if, of getting ready if, for it. If they couldn't hit like they do now, yeah. <laughs> I might not have got tired. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> but, your body wouldn't have betrayed Exactly. You. But I, I think that's, that's the biggest thing for LeBron, Skip, is that, okay, playing, yeah, I'm having a good time. But... What about the opportunity to contend for a title? Yeah. Well, At some point, that, 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 I mean, you know, yeah. I think that's what he wants. And, yeah, I'm still playing at an elite level. But do I got a chance to win? Do I got a chance to win a title? I ain't just trying to accumulate points. That's nice and all. If his, his biggest long-term goal is to play with Bronny and maybe even with both of them. Right. But, but let's do Bronny. Yeah. Well, you might have to give up the championship idea because right. maybe it wouldn't fit in right. where, where you, you might right. have to go somewhere else where they would accept we can play right. both of you. But the question is, Skip, we understand that Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. Yep. played together for an entire season. Does LeBron want to play for an entire season? Does he want to play a, just a game? What, what, is, what is it that he wants, Skip? It felt like an entire season, but I don't know. You might be right about that. Just to say I, play, I played in a game with my son. Or I was on the same court with my son. Feels like he wants to share a locker room with his son and and all that goes into a season with his son. Okay. And could could it happen here? I guess it could. The next issue is, I I don't know how good Bronny is. Right. Is he going to be able to live up to this? It's going to be contingent on him, Skip. I mean, look, his dad, I mean, Griffey Sr. was already in the majors. So clearly he was well enough. And, and at the time, Ken Griffey Jr. was the greatest prospect they'd ever seen. So he, he, he was. <laughs> that is true. So it's between him and Alex Rodriguez. But for, you know, A-Rod came way after him. Way, but I'm saying those oh, are yeah, the but, two yeah, 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 were the yeah. phenoms where I said, yeah, wow. Yeah. You, know? I mean, you, look at, you look at Griffey and you look at A-Rod and you're like, they were like, can't miss. I mean, if there's such a thing as can't miss, jo- I guess Josh Hamilton was one of those, but, you know, he had the issues. He had issues. Um, but it would be unbelievable, and you're right. I think that's why LeBron is, is dedicated himself because he started realizing, well, this might be a possibility. Yeah. I could lit. Hold on. I might be able to play with my son. Mm. If I do that, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Yeah. You, for a while, I was thinking – can LeBron hold up his end of the bargain? Yes. Yeah, it's more up to Bronny, Bronny to hold up his end of the bargain. Yes. Right? Yes. Because he's going to have to measure up to be qualified to play right. with LeBron right. at this age. Normally, Skip, it goes, if the dad is here, the son will never get here. Mm. If the son was here, the dad never got here. No. It's like, I mean, Skip, to get to the majors, that's an unbelievable accomplishment. To play in the NFL like Clay Matthews, the Matthews family, Skip. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, there's levels. There's levels to that. Griffey Senior was not the player that Griffey Junior is. No, Bobby, Bobby Bonds, Bonds was not. Was not the, Bobby not, Bonds was very. He good. was a very good player, yes, Skip. He was. But so, back, so was Gri- the elder Griffey. Yes, but you talking about this level? I mean, Barry. We don't. You know, Griff, it, Griffey. Well, he went by Junior. That most people call him Junior. Yeah. So. It's, you're right. It's on Bronny now. The roles are reversed on this one. Yes. It's different. It's, it's upside hard. down. It's hard, Skip. Yeah. I mean, because your dad, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson and guys that are great, yep. I mean, historically great players. How do your son get to that level? To, I mean, come on now. It's impossible. <laughs> it's virtually impossible. It is. Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting to watch. But maybe he doesn't, he doesn't, maybe Bronny doesn't need to get to that level to get to the NBA. We're not asking him to be LeBron James no. Sr. We just asking you to be good enough to get to the get to the NBA so you can play alongside your father. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> on a very young skip. man, guys. That's for sure. It's not like football. Skip, you All got right, 53 skip, you spots. Brought up... <laughs> very true. Excellent point, Shannon. 
Skip, you brought up the Chiefs a moment ago. I do did. you think they're just getting the party started when it comes to winning Super Bowls? <laughs> yeah, just Skip started. and Shannon dive in on the other side of this break. Oof. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. The Chiefs, of course, won their second Super Bowl in four seasons, while Patrick Mahomes picked up his second regular season MVP. Hard to believe that was less than a week ago. Right now, Fox Bet Sportsbook says Kansas City, the favorite to win it all again next season. The ringer makes the case that the Chiefs can be the NFL's next great dynasty, and they're only getting started. Shannon, jump in. Do you agree? I do. Skip, I saw, um, I just saw a photo of what Tiger Woods handed Justin Thomas, Justin Thomas, and it wasn't a candy bar. Mm. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, okay. They're already a dynasty, Skip. Um, there are only a handful of teams that's going to be in contention every year, mm. and it normally starts with the quarterback, and they have the best one in the game. And, you know, what, what is this, their fifth year? So 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. So in a four-year span, they've been in three Super Bowls. They've won two. Mm. I, I think that would qualify. Now, sustainability is going to be something that obviously the Patriots, what they were able to do from 01 to 18, nine Super Bowl appearances, six wins. That, that, that's the greatest dynasty in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then you know, the, the 49ers from 81 to 94, they went to five, five wins. Steelers, they went to four and six years, skip with four wins. But I think when you look at it, Skip, you look at what they've been able to do, the most wins in a team five-year history. The Patriots from 2003 to 07, they won 76 games with the Super Bowl. Uh, what they have? Two, one, I only had two Super Bowls in there. Kansas City, 75 with two Super Bowls in there. So uh, I, I think when it's all said and done, I think we'll look back and see, yeah, they had a little mini, they had a little mini dynasty. And considering, Skip, they've done it with a lot. With only Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones, of the core players that were there with the first ones, are the only core players that's still there. So they've done it with a very totally different roster. Uh, you know, than, than what they did with the first time. But I think they're dynasty, Skip. I, I really do. That quarterback, his contract runs through 2031. Yeah. Skip, you realize mm-hmm. he'll only be 36 years of age? Do you know how far that is? And he'll only be 36. Mm. And you know the way the guys are playing now, Skip, they're playing until their 40s. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, man. Mm. I see bad things on the rising for the NFL. Mm. Only Sean Payton to the rescue can... Well, can save you, NFL. You better hope. Be. It wrecks Ryan. Could be. <laughs> could be Kellen Moore with the Chargers. Why did he do that with the Cowboys? He got a dodge. You say, whew. He did his part. Oh, oh, oh. so are you, hold on. Are you blaming someone else? Still having flashbacks to CeeDee Lamb running wide open and <laughs> misfire. Misfire. <laughs> Michael Gallup running wide open and misfire. <laughs> Kellen Moore schemed it up. He put them in position. He put uh, my quarterback in position to win a game at San Francisco that they lost pretty pathetic. Didn't Jerry tell you if the, if the coach wasn't on the hot seat? That's what he told me. That coach <laughs> is going to be calling the plays. Good luck to me next year. Yes. All right. 
I must admit, I'm getting a little sick and tired of the Kansas City dynasty oh, talk. What were you wearing on me a little bit? You got five, six more years of this. Okay, I do remind you though, you did not pick the Chiefs going into this year. I didn't. Okay, and we repicked mid-year, whenever it was, and you didn't pick them then. Nope. So you had two shots at it, and you said no to the Chiefs. Nope. And then this Sunday, this past Sunday. This is just me because I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. <laughs> I, I watched Jalen Hurts, I believe, outplay Patrick Mahomes. Patrick was 13 to 14 in the second half, but they were all dinks and dunks because it grand totaled to 93 yards yeah. passing. They ran the ball for 115 yards, did the Chiefs in the second half. But Jalen Hurts did everything but the, win the game because he made one completely uncharacteristic, out of the blue, shocking, dumbfounding mistake. He just lost the handle on the football, mm-hmm. and, and it was a 14-point swing because it looked it felt like they were on the move to go up 21-7. All of a sudden, it's a scoop and a score, and it's 14-all. Yep. It's hard to climb out of the hole that you dug for yourself, even though it looked like they were climbing out mm-hmm. of it because they got up 11 at halftime, right. right? Yep. Okay. So the, the, I, I'm going to remind you, I've been doing this for a long time, the dumbest single column I ever wrote in my column writing career came after Pittsburgh's fourth Super Bowl win out here. I believe it was at the Rose Bowl. It wasn't at the Coliseum. I think it was at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> it was their fourth one. Right. So they're 4-0, four rings. Our Six man, years. Terry Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he had gone bombs away to John Stallworth. Stallworth. Do you remember this mm-hmm. at the end of the game? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if Lynn Swan had a big game or not. He had big games against my Cowboys. But the point was – they looked invincible, and they had a bunch of young players that, that were going to freshen them up right. the, the next year whose names I can't remember because they didn't, No, whoever they were. And so I write this whole piece about get ready for it, live with it. We're, we're, we're just going to have to deal with these guys right. for the next four or five years because it felt dynastic. It was four was dynastic enough. Right. And you know what happened right before the – it's almost like that Tampa Bay syndrome after they won it in 2020. Let's run it back. And all of a sudden, right before your very eyes, wait, he's getting old. Now, he's not no, the same. Getting, he's, they, they wasn't getting old. They got that, old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what year was – so 79, that would have been Mel Blunt. I think Mel Blunt came out in, what, 69? So yeah. he's already – and then Joe Green was 10 years. And yeah. Terry was like 10 years. I mean, Joe Green was like 11 years. I think uh, uh, Mel was like – yeah. 12 years. So Franco they got, and Rocky Blyer, they're just getting up everybody there. Everybody got old at once. Okay, and it, it, right before your very eyes, they were no longer the Steelers. Nope. And, and all of a sudden, they fall on hard times. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, so it happens. And I'm not saying – because Patrick, I, I agree with your point. He hasn't really even entered his prime yet. No. He, he still feels like a young player yes. to me. And so I've watched him in three Super Bowls, and he hasn't had a spectacular Super Bowl yet. He was somewhat lucky to win the first one because he threw a late third quarter interception, an early fourth quarter interception, and Jimmy G went Jimmy Gag in the fourth quarter. Somewhat lucky, even though Patrick was was tremendous in the fourth right. quarter. The second one against Brady at Tampa, he stunk. And then the other night, I did think he got outplayed in the biggest picture by Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So he has yet to throw for 300 yards in any of those three Super Bowls. Okay, well, you can make that case. He hasn't done it yet because maybe he hasn't entered his Super Bowl prime right. as of yet. But I'll remind you, Brady, he threw for 300-plus four times in Super Bowl games. One was 500, one was 400-plus against Carolina, and twice he went over 300. So he's got four of those, and Patrick's 0 for 3 trying to throw for over right. 300, which is what we think of Patrick Mahomes. He's a 300-yard game passer, yes. right? Yes, Okay, so he's been in the twos all right. three times. Is, is he going to take it up a notch? Will they continue to build around him? He gave them a team-friendly deal that will allow a little more cap flexibility. Right. right. And Brett Veach seems like he's a star. Well, I think the scary, and the thing is, you have Kadarius Tony, who's only going to have a bigger, a larger role in this offense. Obviously, I think Andy and Brett Veach have done a great job. They understand that. Look, we don't want everybody to come back. We got to infuse the talent that we have, the young with the, some of the old veteran guys, with some new fresh blood in here. Okay. So I'm not well, going to did, be. Didn't they have five rookies? I think four started, but five yes. contributed. Yes, yes, well, yes. That's, that's highly impressive. And one of the and skip last year, Creed Humphrey. They, they yeah. drafted him, and he turned out he's one of the best centers in football right now. Well, I could have told you that because he played at the University of Oklahoma, <laughs> and he was just a star for as a as a freshman. Yeah. 
because he was a wrestling champ in Oklahoma, right. which yeah. is known for its wrestling. Yep. And he doesn't look the part. He's a bad body center, but you Most can't get are. by him. You can't. You can't get and by him. And then the question is, what do they do with Orlando Brown? He okay. wants to be the highest paid left tackle. He uh, has a very compelling case now yep. because he pitched a shutout. All right. Hassan Reddick or Sweat, none, Brandon Graham, none of them touched, laid a hand on Patrick Mahomes and put him down when he had the ball in his hand. Not so worse. he has a very compelling case. He's going to want upwards of $20 million a year, Skip. He, he just might be worth it. To, to guard that hope diamond? A- absolutely. That's what he said. He said, my job is to make sure Patrick Holmes stays safe. Okay. So you look at the biggest picture, and Patrick's entering his prime, but but what will happen in the West? He has owned your division. He's 27-3 yeah. and three against yes. your division. That's why he's played five. Is that up to five? Yeah, five, five, five AFC championship games. Five AFC championship at games at home? Yep. It's impossible. It's mm-hmm. never happened before because it can't. But it will if you go 27-3 and three against your division. I think Sean Payton and your Broncos will have something to say about that. Maybe next year, definitely the next three years. Skip, okay. I'm looking at this list, Skip, for the most wins in a five-year history. Do you realize the Patriots are on here three times? From 2003 to 2007, they had 76 wins. From 2014 to 2018, they had 74 wins. And from 2010 to 2014, they had 70 wins. Skip, you're never going to see this again. Okay. That's the Patriots. (laughs) All right. Patrick Mahomes has yet to play a single road playoff game. He's 10-3 and in the postseason, but he's not won one game on the road because he hasn't had to. Brady had to win seven out of eleven. He yeah. was seven and four on the road. But Skip, if I'm if I'm a boxer yeah. and and I don't have to go anywhere, I got the belts and I can make thirty million dollars and I got to break and everybody. Where am I going? Why am I going? You just wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Okay. So again, you could be right, but this league of all the leagues out there, this is the most cutthroat competitive league oh, yeah. there is, and because of the reverse order of the drafting, yeah. All of a sudden, it's just hard to stay on top. And if, you know what it also, Skip? In basketball or baseball, they'll trade their best players. They're, and they'll trade them to another team. They got a bunch of best players already on it. Yep. In football, there was no way the Patriots are trading or the, you're not getting I'm not trading you a top wide. Because people thought Randy Moss was on his last leg. That's the only reason they were able to get him for, what, a fourth-round pick yep. or whatever they got him for. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, they just traded Kevin Durant to a team that was – they got Devin Booker and Chris Ball on it. Or you feel free. And so that doesn't happen in football. You're right. It doesn't happen like no. that in football. No, it doesn't. Well, you've got the bragging rights for now, and they do too, and they are bragging. They didn't do the bragging? They are boasting. Oh, they are chest But you ain't, say, you ain't say that last year when Joe Burrow was out there smoking cigar. Mm. And they talking about Talking about Burrowland. Mm. You ain't had no problem with that Eli Apple talking about go home to my, you know, he was doing all this talking. I had a problem with Eli Apple. I don't that, know. <laughs> Joe Burrow lights up when he wins. Yeah, but hey, my homeboy said, hey, no. I rebuilding year. Yeah. We the champs. So imagine when we come back fortified next year. That's what he said. And then, you know, they got tried. They got my nephew out there who, he got two, three more years in his sweet spot. Ain't no telling what he might do. Mm. I got two words for Kansas City. Sean Payton. That's what I got. No, I want you to say Dallas Cowboys so they can put something on y'all. No, I'm not saying that. I can't say that. Skip is not going to jinx his team. If anything, Shannon, they're unjinxable. Again, I remember time. Oh, they're unjinxable. This team is unjinxable. I overestimated my quarterback. After seven years, you overestimated overestimated my quarterback. I'm sorry, I did. I am ready for the new NFL season to start already, guys. The countdown yeah. is on.